But for those of us that are in Christ, we know that this is not all there is. Like there's better things to come. And we're anxiously awaiting that. Right? We're, we're not living just for this life. We're living for the one that's coming. We don't have all the answers of what heaven will look like. But we have some. And, we, and what we do know is it will be better than anything here. Right? It, it was funny, uh, just the other day I heard, I was studying for this passage and I heard uh, this, this song the other day and it reminded me of it because it's been a while since I heard it, but there was you know, the old country song. It's like, if, if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, like I don't want to go. You know? All right? and, and you hear this in, in you know, secular music all the time. Like you, you hear um, songs like this you know, about you know, these ideas of like what or like heaven is on earth, or it can't be any better than this, or you know. And if you're a believer, then hopefully you've come to the realization that yeah, it, it gets a lot better than this, right? I mean, I I love, I love you know the land uh, Dixie. Like I love this this part of the country. I love where we live. I love the things that we enjoy. I mean, I think this state is one of the greatest states in the country just because. We're close to the beach. We're close to the mountains. You can go two hours in either direction. You can experience new things. Like, it's awesome, right? But I do know, and I do, I've come to realize, like, heaven's going to be way better than anything that we've experienced here, right? Because we're still plagued by sin and, and just a constant battle that's going on, right? And, and, and what we do know about heaven is... I mean, we could go on for hours. I'm going to give you just a few highlights. All right, Revelation 22 tells us that no longer will anything be accursed and we will be with Jesus. Luke 23 tells us, refers to heaven as paradise. All right, Matthew 6 explains to us there's no treasures that will be destroyed in heaven. Everything will be clean, Revelation 21. It's an everlasting home, 2 Corinthians. We will receive a glorious body. Amen? Yeah. Everything will be perfect. The awesome thing about this promise, this hope that we have in Christ is it doesn't depend on us. Right? This eternal hope is, is secured by His power. Right? Look, at, look at verse 19. And it says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His great might? Now, now check out just some examples here of His power. In verse 20 it says, That He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And He put all things under His feet and gave Him His head over all things to the church. Okay? There there is no greater power. There is no one greater. There's no one that can stop the Lord. There's no one that can put a damper on His plans. Okay, there's no one that can um, 
undercut his promises. Like, he's, he's the one that is holding all of this together. He's the one that's made the promises. The Lord is the one that's holding the whole thing together. It's not, it's not reliant on us, right? I mean, one thing that we've all learned by now is no matter how awesome we think another human being might be, right? Some point or some sometime, like they're going to let us down, right? Right? If if I haven't let you down yet, just give it a little while, okay? Sooner or later, like I'm going to let you down, right? And that can be said of all of us in some way because we're we're still we're not Jesus, right? But we see he has power over death. And he has all power and authority been given to him. And everything's been put subject under his feet and under his rule. Okay? And if he says it's going to happen, there's nothing that's going to stop it. Right? And so the awesome thing about this hope that we have, this eternal hope that we have, is Jesus is the one that's going to make it all happen. Okay? And so, it's secured by His power. Um, matter of fact, 1 Peter chapter 1 says in verses 3 through 5, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Okay? Once again, assuring us that man, this, this, is, this is an inheritance, okay? an eternal inheritance that's being held together by His power, by His authority. Okay? There's no one greater, no one more powerful so we have eternal hope secured by His power. And then lastly, we see number five is we, our fifth goal is that we're submitted to Christ. Okay? That we're submitted to Christ individually and corporately as a church. That we be submitted to Christ. Look at verses 22, 23. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Okay? So we see Christ in place, all right, his head over the church, right? Which is his body. Okay? So we see that Christ is head over the church and the church is His body, the fullness okay, of Him. All right? And if Christ is the head of the church and we're the church, then Christ is head of us. All right? He's over us. All right? And so what, what, does, what does that mean? So we ask, are we surrendered to Christ and His plan for His church? Okay. I, um, 
I see a lot of times uh, today, even in conversations with people and um, just different experience I've had, like when it comes to church, you know, a lot of times the questions are, well, what, what programs, you know, do they have? When people are considering churches, you know, it's like, what programs do they have? What, what activities do they have? What's the, what's, the, what's the music like? You know, what is the, um, you know, what, what, are, what do they do with their finances? You know, just these types of questions. And listen, I'm not saying that some of these things aren't important. But when it comes to Christ and His plan for His church, like that's the plan we want to be surrendered to first and foremost, right? That it's, it's not, we want to make sure that we're not making those decisions based on our preferences, right? And our opinions and what, the, what we want out of the church or what, we, what activities and programs that we desire, right? Because we see later on in Ephesians in chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, we see a glimpse of what the church is supposed to be about. And it says in verse 11, it says, And He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers, in verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So, we see that there is... These, these like people put in place here that the Lord raises up, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, it says to equip the saints all right, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. I repeat that because it's so important that we understand and we, and we get that and we realize that and we, and we make sure that that's a, that's a goal Right, that we're striving after as a church. Right, we we don't want to base what we do and, and the things that we do and the things that we get involved in on simply like what feels right or what you know looks good or what other people are doing. Right, we want to ask the question. Right, is this going to equip the saints for the work of the ministry? Right, are, are we building up? the body of Christ. I mean, we see in these passages this theme of equipping, right? Of serving and growing, right? And that's what we should be focused on as a body. Why? Because that's Christ's plan for His church. Okay? We see that. And, and if we're the church and He's the head of the church, then He calls the shots he gets to decide, right? And we surrender to Him in faith and obedience, okay? And so we, we want to ask the question, like, the things that we are doing, are they equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, all right? Are, are we serving to equip the saints, all right, for the work of the ministry? Are we growing in our walk with Christ and helping others grow in their walk with Christ so that He is being built up. All right? We see growth. It's not just numerical growth, but also like spiritual growth where we're 
we know more about God this year than we did last year, right? And we know more about His Word and can, can help others walk through His Word more this year than we could last year, all right? And, and so that's a goal that we should have as members of the body and as we make decisions about what we're going to be involved in as a body, okay? Every decision that we make and we do as a church, needs to be subject to His plan and His purpose for His church. And that's going to take us actually spending some time actually praying about everything that we do. Right? We, we oftentimes jump into making decisions and plans and, and, and put effort into doing things without spending the proper time that we should be spending asking the Lord like hey Lord is this like we know this idea lines up you know kind of with your word like we can see where it can make disciples and Lord we see where like it can it can equip the body but Lord is it is it is it your will is this your plan right because we want to make sure that we're doing church the way that he created it to be done right we want to make sure that the things that we're doing are bringing Him glory because it's His church, right? And we don't need to forget that or lose sight of that. Okay? It's His church. We're His body. And it's just awesome to see that this church all right, was commended in the first two verses that we saw this morning for their faith, and for the way that they loved one another. Okay. And so, let's pray and we'll close. But as we do, I just want us to pray together that we would set these goals out in front of us. All right. That we would be surrendered to Christ's plan for His church. All right, and we would be surrendered to His plan for us individually, and that we would um, just pray for His wisdom and guidance in these things. Okay, let's go to the Lord. Uh, Father, we do thank You for, Lord, just everything that You do. We especially want to thank You for Christ, and we thank you for, Lord, your love and your mercy. Lord, we just confess this morning that we do not deserve, Lord, the grace and the mercy that you have shown us, the patience that you have shown with us. Father, we confess, Lord, that we often fall short of your plans for our lives, for our ministries, for our church, Father, because, uh, Lord, we have often done things in our own minds in our own ways rather than surrender to you and your plans and so father we just want to come to you this morning fathers we see these goals uh spelled out for us here as we see these things uh laid out for us in scripture lord and we just pray that you would um lord that you would help us as a body lord to reach these lord that that we would have faith and love and a love for one another, 
Father, that you would give us just a clear, divine knowledge of you and who you are. Lord, that we would see, Lord, your eternal plans. And Lord, we would live in hope of them. Lord, realizing that we've done nothing, absolutely nothing, on our own power. But Lord, you are securing these things. You've provided us salvation. You have provided us a way to be with you in eternity. And Father, I pray we be surrendered, Lord, to your plan to equip the body, Lord, to to growth. Lord, numerical growth, spiritual growth. Lord, that disciples would be made and your commission and your plan for your church and your body would be fulfilled. Lord, we cannot do this apart from you. So Lord, we depend on you. We rely on you. We put our faith and trust in you. And Father, I pray that we would be surrendered to you in faith, trust, and obedience in all of it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.